The Nifty Show. And welcome to The Nifty Show. Joel Com here, and it was just a short time ago that Sir Lord Travis Wright and myself got invited to take the main stage at the world's largest NFT conference, NFT NYC 2023. We talked about the past, the present, and the future of NFTs, and we laid it all out there with our prognostications of what we believe is coming next for non-fungible tokens. We've got the presentation for you in its entirety right now. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get to it. We got, we, got, we got a lot of words. We need you guys to listen fast. I know it's early in the morning, but it's a miracle that we, we made it here awake. Because we, we did think it was at 9.30, so we realized it was at 9.05. Oh, oh, oh shit, it's 9.05. Go. I better get up out of bed. I better go. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we were the first one. We started Bad Crypto back in 2000. 17. It's almost six years of doing this show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we discovered Crypto Kitties, and we believe, unless challenged by somebody with proof that we were the first podcast to talk about NFTs that year. And we started working with Patricio over at Poaps really early, right when he invented it, and we started launching these out with our podcast. We uh, released uh, over a million and a half NFTs, many of them from our brand blockchain heroes on the Wax blockchain. And we advise a lot of these companies right here. Notice on here uh, what's not there. FTX, we did not advise them. We did not. We did not advise Luna. Nope. Not um, Signature. Celsius, we None didn't of advise them. that. Yeah. Nope. SVB, that bank, we didn't, we didn't advise them either. <laughs> so it was good. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Now this guy right here, he has minted so many NFTs, I have, I have dubbed him Sir Mintmaster Joel. Over 20 different chains this guy has minted NFTs on. Yeah. I'm addicted. So what we're going to do today is talk about the past, the present, and the future of NFTs, starting with the ghosts of NFT past. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know this, but the very first NFT was on Namecoin back in 2011, which was a long time ago. It was indeed. 12 years. Yeah. Crazy. Then we got CryptoKitties, CryptoPunks, all that in 2017 when things started popping. And then NFT NYC, uh, 2019. First one and, uh, yeah. and, and the biggest. So, you know, we just thought it was hilarious when we discovered these digital collectibles that you could collect and breed. They could have sex and you could make little baby kitties. <laughs> I was like, what? A JPEG can have sex with a JPEG and make baby JPEGs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is genius. And oh. then it got crazy. The, uh, the rise of the profile picture era happened and uh, things blew up and got insane mm -hmm. now tops started working with wax back in early 2020 and when we saw the mechanism that they were building it blew our minds because i come from the generation where i love to open up baseball packs back in the day and who didn't yeah the wax packs days right was what they were called and so this was a pack opening experience where various rarities would pop out and so we took some inspiration from that and launched blockchain heroes because we saw the mechanism that could make it work you can't really do this on ethereum guess fees are, are too high. So uh, we don't work for Wax, but we are huge proponents of them. If you look at the sales during 2021, 2022, it's like ba 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 boom over $4 billion in the marketplace on OpenSea in January of 2022. Yeah. But then, but then NFT NYC 2023 happened, and look at all of the people all around us. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't want to be thinking about NFTs right now. 2024 this, will be huge, though. I'm this, telling you, the it market's going to come back. It's this is this is most of the NFT marketplace <laughs> right now. People are very sad and unhappy. So and, everyone uh, will get a tissue outside when you walk out the door. <laughs> but there's growth happening at the that same is, time, that is right? True. There are a lot of NFT marketplaces that are popping up. We've seen these right here. These are some. 
The next slide actually shows Blur, which is one of the big ones. It's, it's actually taken off when you look at the amount of transactions that's happened comparatively. On the chart, the, uh, the light green is Blur, and they've overtaken OpenSea in market volume, partially due to the fact that they did that token airdrop. And I'm like, OpenSea, I've been on you for years. Where's my airdrop, right? Yeah. We, we want our airdrop. There's signs airdrop. of recovery. Yeah. So... You know, as NFTs are evolving, one of the things that seems to be the most important is the ability to bridge your NFT from one place to another. Cross-operability is very important. And so being able to do this from taking one chain, taking it from Wax, or taking it from wherever, moving it over to somewhere else, now Wax is able to do that. We're actually mm -hmm. able to move some of our early NFTs off of Wax and onto Ethereum. And Binance. And putting them in the right, I think what they had to figure out was how to put them in the right collection. Because, oh, if you're going to move this one over to there, you take a crypto punk and move it over to Binance. Are you in the right, are you even in the right area? It's uh, complicated. Could be Scammerville if you're not careful. So we, as I said, we are big proponents of WAX because we don't pay any gas to mint our NFTs. And, and the amount, I was looking for the data on this, and you guys might want to just research it later to see how much people have spent in gas fees. But one of the things people don't know um, about WAX is if you go to DAP Radar and look at the top blockchain games, three of the top five blockchain games are on WAX. That, now that right there is, is really important. Now you realize uh, at one time on WAX, you could mint a thousand NFTs for like a dollar. Yeah, right? it's crazy. And, and so wax is actually, you know, everybody talks about NFTs like, oh, you're not, they're used too much energy. They're horrible. I hate them. Eh. And you're like, well, put them on wax then. They're 220,000 times more green and, than Ethereum. And where is that Ethereum 2.0 upgrade uh, release of gas fees, lowering the gas fees? It seems like <laughs> right, it's still right. just as bad. Well, that's a myth, Joel. One of the best things that the, the bear market has brought us, though, is, is this, the memes. The memes have just been delicious. There have been a lot of amazing memes. And there's been some really interesting projects. So now, you know, what we've said before at Radio City Music Hall was that this is not a bear market. This is a build market, right? And so some of the big projects are going to be building. Some of the big projects are going to wither away, right? Some of them are rug pulls. It is what it is. But there's a lot of great projects out there that are building. But yet the floor keeps going down and further down. Like these right here, these Clonex, like... 2.8 floor when these things were double digit floor back in the yeah, day. Yeah, right? and this is, you know, this is a Nike product. Artifact was purchased by Nike. And then you've got something like this, Nakamigos, that comes out of nowhere and on pure speculation starts flying with no Discord, no utility, no roadmap. And, and no, I got to say, nobody even, nobody knows who's even behind it. Nobody knows who's behind it. And I got to say, this is one of the things that is wrong with the state of NFTs because it is all about the money. What pixels can I? buy and flip and there's nothing wrong with making money but when the focus of that uh, is on the money then we miss out on bringing this to the world in a way that makes sense yeah and so this uh, look at this right here this is crazy bitcoin ordinals has just really taken off here recently and uh, somebody said it's maybe the rudest thing to do to a satoshi 
is to make an <laughs> NFT out of it. But because people are saying some rude things on there because, you know, the Internet, that's what happens. Right. But these right here, you know, the people on the Bitcoin community now, are, who it's funny because you watch all of these maximalists. Like, I hate NFTs. NFTs are shit. I don't like them at all. And they're like, oh, wait, oh, Bitcoin ordinals are great. I love them. Right. And now we've got people complaining because it's clogging up the Bitcoin blockchain and it's it's taking transactions longer to process. The mm -hmm. fees have gone up. Do we really need NFTs on Bitcoin? Well, if you're a purist, then the answer would be yes. My answer is meh. It's just know. another one of those chains, Joel, that you've, that you've minted an NFT. Here's one of the other problems right now with the current state of the market. Yeah. So there are a lot of NFT influencers that have been in hot water, right? Some of them are getting in trouble. They, you know, Floyd May Money Mayweather and some of these other ones that were promoting NFTs. A lot of times they don't even know what the hell they are. Now, this one right here was really interesting to me. But by, by the way, if you put money as your middle name, what makes you think the SEC is not coming after you? <laughs> right. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> I'll flood more. Oh, we got a problem with you. Like, no, we don't. So this right here is an interesting conversation that took place between Mr. Beast and Logan Paul about Gary V. We'll go ahead and run this. Do we okay, have some so, you know, I don't have any audio, so you can, so you can just read, read that. Just read. Imagine in yeah. Mr. Beast's voice, this is uh, what he's saying. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Gary just calls me, and he's like, yo, I got 30 people to cop on this call, I'll jump on. He's like, I don't care. No, you need to do it. It's the best decision of your life. Financial advice? I don't know. So, so they get in, and, and Logan's there, and all these big money people are there, and, he, and, and Gary's like, get CryptoPunks. It's the next best thing. It's going to change your life. Yeah, and they're all like, yeah, really, Gary? Come on. Gary's lost it. They're there might be a word for that, which we won't yeah. speak. And so they went out, and that was in February of 2021, because you could go in and look at their wallets to see when they all went to start purchasing CryptoPunks. So to me, I look at that and I go, wait. So they pumped the market, CryptoPunks went up, Gary ends up launching Gary uh, V Friends in June or whatever, so the price is exaggerated. So it was either a brilliant marketing plan by Gary V, or it was something the SEC or, might or not Or something like. unspeakable. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, one of the big problems we're having is, is collections undelivering on promises. I'm not a proof holder. I am a Moonbird holder, and very sad because they're like 2.3 floor right now, but yeah, Kevin Rose canceled their proof uh, collective conference, and a lot of people are unhappy about that. All right, there's proof that there won't be a conference. And what's interesting now is that it seems everybody in the world now seems to have a metaverse. Like, well, let me see yeah. your metaverse. Show me your metaverse. <laughs> I like I like a metaverse. Not publicly. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's a different metaverse, I guess. And of course, one of the biggest problems is all the scammers and the thieves out there. Wherever there's money, there's going to be people like this. And when Kevin Rose lost like $2 million in NFTs, <laughs> I thought, how could he be so stupid? You should know better. And then guess what happens a month later? Yeah. After six years of doing NFTs, I got social engineered and got mm -hmm. fished. I lost only about $1,200 in NFTs because I figured out what was going on. Mm -hmm. But it's a presentation in and of itself to it talk was, about it was, how they it was did it. It was actually brilliant how it was social engineered, right? Yeah. So it's like, so how did that even take place? So they they went to a collection that I was in, made a fake post that looked like me, got me banned from the Discord, messaged me to say, why did you get banned from the Discord? This you? And I'm like, I'm not. I went to the Discord. I was banned. They legitimately social engineered the Discord to kick me out, so it made it look like, that was legit. And then uh, I got set up on a, a fake Discord, clicked collab land, and boom, all of a sudden my Zerian notified me that four of your NFTs are gone. Yeah. And in the queue was 72 transactions waiting to be confirmed. So I hit reject all. Yeah. That, and that right there is the lesson. If you do not have Zerion 
or the Floor app or one of those type of things to monitor your wallet. So if you start getting notifications that things are leaving your wallet, there's something that you probably yeah, need to go you do. Need to know. And, and I watch his wallet. I know every time he mints an NFT, you go watch all your friends' wallets. You go watch Whale's wallet. He's so, stalking me, dude. It's crazy. Let's get into the It's a little creepy, actually. He's even on stage with me now. I know. What the hell? Come on. Let's talk yeah. about the future So now. this right here, the future of NFTs. Like I put this slide together, the, 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 the future, because I want to focus on you know parents – if you are a parent and you like NFTs, chat with me later because I want to touch base with you. on. on yeah, we got some things to talk about. Yeah. So the term NFT has been absolutely poisoned, such as? Yeah, NFTs kill the environment. Wah. We talked about that. Right? Go hug a tree. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I, I, I right-clicked <laughs> save as. Now I own your NFT. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's great. And, uh, you know, you know I, I, would, I would say this is that sentiment for NFTs and metaverse in America is much lower in America than it is in Southeast Asia. That's true. So innovation is taking place in other places, whereas a lot of people here are saying these things. Oh, it's Beanie Babies. It's tulips. These aren't any good. While as other companies and, and countries are are taking the technology and doing amazing things, we just kind of sit and poke fun. <laughs> well, first of all, tulips are beautiful, and if you've looked at the value of those old Beanie Babies right now, you might not be saying that because they are collector's items. Mm -hmm. And finally, gamers reject NFTs. I had the privilege of listening to my son Ryle speak yesterday on the gaming stage to talk about how many approaching play to earn are doing it all wrong. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Yeah, but seriously, why are gamers rejecting NFTs? Like, that's a match made in heaven. I think it's been poisoned it's, from it's those a slide other that's points. Coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so digital asset ownership is really a better term maybe than NFT. It's a DAO. But, but that is DAO. It's a digital. Maybe, you know what I was thinking? Maybe we could call it digital asset tokens. Can say, Give me some of that. I want some dats. Give me those. <laughs> So no, let's talk blockchain games uh, because I'm a big gamer. I have been since Pong came out, and before that it was pinball machines. And these terms that have been used, play to earn, play and earn, play and own, they all miss the mark if you're wanting to reach gamers. This Web3 world we're building is going to reach gamers when we just strip it of the rest of the terms and stick with play. Games should be fun first. Now, I'm not saying that you can't earn a token and that you shouldn't own assets, but if this isn't the primary focus on what brands are building, then the game market is not going to easily accept it, and we're pushing mainstream adoption down the road. Yeah, you got to make it fun. Like, that's part of the thing is that, now, I, I noticed this because we, we have a correspondent in the Philippines, Donald Lem, and he, he talks a lot about what the Axie Infinity and how that thing happened with, during COVID. And for some, it was pretty fun. But then overall, like you had to buy the NFT, then you did all this. And they were some people were earning a massive amounts of money for about eight months. Then the market tanked. And then, well, nobody started playing Axie Infinity as much anymore because why? It's not fun. Yeah. And, and if you're not and making money and it's supposed to make money, it better be fun. There's no money. There's no yeah. fun. Then why play? So Web3 developers true, true. pay close attention to that. Yeah, so this right here, uh, the, the, the conversation around metaverse. Metaverse means uh, it's it's one verse, right, Joel? Joel's got a little be. rant about this. I'm going to let Joel you, do his it, thing. This is one of my pet peeves. When you think about the metaverse that we talk about, whether it's Ready Player One or something else, it is indeed one thing. It's an interconnectedness of these different worlds. What people are building today isn't a metaverse, they're building a verse, their world, their virtual walled garden that people will be able to walk around and talk and shop. And, and my question for everybody who's developing this is, are you creating 
what people actually want or are you creating something just because you have the tech to be able to do it? Mm -hmm. Because if it's the latter, it's doomed to fail. And I think we might be seeing that with Decentraland. And, and I'm a, I, I've owned land in Decentraland since they first started. And they did their fashion show a week ago, and it was down 75% from last year. Because you really can't do all that much. And do people really want to spend their day mm -hmm. walking around with this subpar artwork, waiting for load times? And <laughs> And so we're stuck with this term metaverse now. Yeah, and th th that's the thing. It's like, what do you do in your metaverse? Do you do anything that's even fun? Are you playing? Like, oh, well, you can buy land. Okay, well, cool. Well, then what can I do? Well, you can walk on it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. What else? Well, I mean, you can pay lots of ETH for it. Do you want to shop? Who, who really wants to shop in a metaverse? One person. One guy. Two. Two people. Three. <laughs> they better They'll make shop the damn anywhere. experience I know brilliant, that. is all I know. And, and there will be an audience for that, but damn it, if there's something I want, I'm going to Amazon and I'm clicking the buy button and I'm not waiting for load times and I'm not having that extra experience. I'm just getting what I want. If I'm a Prime member, that means I want it fast. Why am I going to waste my time walking around? I'm not saying the metaverse won't be a thing. I'm saying the metaverse, as we're talking about it, isn't a thing. Yeah, and I'm just trying to figure out what the hell that thing is in the middle of that. That metaverse was weird. I don't know. AI's got its own brain sometimes, for sure. So the future of NFTs. Now, if you go to ChatGPT4, which I've done, and I said, I, I created this, this, this slide here before this, but I was going in and go, what are some of the NFT use cases that are not just overpriced JPEGs? How many did it give you? It gave me over 150 different use cases for NFTs. Now, about 75 of those suck. They were just stupid. But there's I want to I want to know what the sucky ones. You want to know the sucky ones? Yeah. I should just create those and just like <laughs> here are 75 shitty potential use cases <laughs> for NFTs that no one will ever do, and like it'll be huge. It's like a BuzzFeed article. It's like <laughs> it reminds me of uh, that that project we had on the, the show that they when everybody was creating tokens in uh, 2017, 2018, th this project. I'll call it out because they're dead. Yeah, it was they're called Ehotech. Ehotech. Oh my God. So basically, what it was, it was like a Fitbit. For horse saddles. And I was like, dude, why the hell do you even need a token for that? He's like, no, man, because it's like the more they're riding, you're making. I'm like, dude, just go to freaking Churchill Downs and get, get some Colonel Sanders looking dude to invest in this thing. Because that's who needs that? <laughs> Nobody needs. And they went away. They didn't do it. But it was horrible. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I was even calling it out in the, in the interview. I was like, this is really, really dumb. So when we look at some of the use cases that are coming, we talked about gaming. We talked about this metaverse thing. Mm -hmm. Ticketing and events. Ticketmaster yeah. is getting on board creating digital ownership tickets. Identity is going to be popping out, right? So this is one of those things that I think could be a beneficial thing. Like seriously, we're in this world and we get, I don't see any borders from sky, right? If I just had a little NFT passport, I should be able to go wherever the hell I want. And it changes, uh, you know, well, we've got voting systems on there, voter mm -hmm. ID, that kind of blockchain fixes that, NFTs can fix that. There's yeah. my my ownership, this is me. What's really cool about that is like a lot of people have argued about blockchain for voting, but you could literally take your vote, upload it to the blockchain so you could actually see where it is and reference it and to make sure it didn't somehow get switched over to somebody you didn't vote for. Of course, digital and physical art are a big deal and music and video rights. This is, you know, we're starting to see Gala Music is doing it and some other brands, uh, mm -hmm. um, LimeWire 
is back. Yep. And they're releasing music as NFTs. You own it, you can play it. Yeah, and I like the idea for counterfeit protection because I've been to China, I've seen those different factories there. And say, for example, they're gonna create 5,000 or 500 Chanel bags, right? And they create the 500 Chanel bags, but they give them enough product and enough fabric to make 600 Chanel bags. So you mean to tell me that if they, they might have some errors and some stuff, and so they make 500 Chanel bags, but now they got enough to make another 75 Chanel bags, so they do, but is that an official Chanel bag or is it not? If it had an NFT connected to it, you could say this one is official, this one is not, right? And, and that's a digital twin, which is a use case. And I'm going to say two words because I'm pretty hype on this. I've been going down the rabbit hole myself. I recommend that you go down the rabbit hole as well. Those two words are spatial web. Okay? Pay attention. Take note of it. Spatial web web and that's going to make these digital twin things come to life for everything and i want my digital twin and your digital twin to get plugged into chat gpt and ai and they can go record the podcast dude you know what we've actually done some of that already where we've taken our voices through 11 labs and then some other things and other apps to create animated versions of ourselves that sound like us and then we've recorded parts of podcasts with that just for fun so, we, just, we just can't get them to make the corny jokes. Yeah, the, that's the world. The, the inflection's not quite there yet. But I tell you what, AI is truly changing the game. Some of the things that can be done with AI now, like I, I've, I think I've done over 7,000 mid-journey images so far that I've, that, I've, that I've created. This deck, a lot of this was created with mid-journey. But ChatGPT4, ChatGPT4 is so scary. It's like I'm 10 Travis's now. Like I have like a super intelligent assistant, and especially if you start adding the right plugins on top of ChatGPT4, like I'll give you a little hint, AIPRM, it's a Chrome extension that goes on top of ChatGPT4 that makes it ridiculous. It levels it up like beyond what you think is even possible at this point. You're the mix AI master. Dude, I've been playing with all these AI things. tools, it's crazy. And so, you know, we went and we said, okay, what can AI be used for in creating NFTs that people will want to consume? And yep. these are just some of the things that it spit out. It told us this is what you can do yeah. with NFTs. Because if you're talking about, you're creating a slide about AI, you got to ask AI what the hell it thinks. ChatGPT. And, and then it also gave some shitty examples, but we didn't include those. No, we didn't want to do yeah. that. So the, the other part that's a, a big part of the future of NFTs is community and we've tried to foster a community around our bad crypto podcast listenership they are virtual residents citizens of the republic of bad cryptopia uh, six years in on the show and we told our community you know what go grab this nft and we didn't make it free because we didn't want uh, all the bots to grab it we charged all of 0.002 eth mm -hmm. we just want uh, our listeners to self-identify yeah. so that we can airdrop nfts to them and this slide right here badcrypto.uncut.fm FM is where we have that community. Now, if you guys have a community or you have your own NFT uh, system, what's or, uh, your own collection, this is going to actually auto-collect those people inside a community or a collective for you, right? Which is handy, like you wouldn't get fished because somebody in that group has to have that NFT. And if they don't have that NFT, they get booted from the, the group. Yep, automatically. So this is the first NFT. We have a running gag on the show about corn. 
Uh, it's the only food you get to see twice. It's so true. It's kind we're, of a run, we're the corniest people you probably running know. Running gag. And this was the first NFT that Travis created using MidJourney. Captain Corny's got the little bad crypto logo. And we airdropped to this to our first members. So there's only 100 of these. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, the beautiful thing about NFTs is that once you've created them, you can add value anytime you want. Yeah, and so what happened was there was 111, or there was 100 of these, and the last one finally got claimed about two weeks ago. And so once that 100th one was claimed, I went on uh, mid-journey. I started to create these little corn wizards. And so I came up with these little corny characters, and I was like, oh, man, we're going to drop these corn wizards to our collective, right? It's going to be fun. So I created 10 different corn wizards, and we dropped them. And then what was interesting was I said, wow, there's no women corn people. They're gonna, people somebody's going to be upset about that, so I probably better make some corn women. And so they're the, the mystic maidens. And then what turned into this whole thing now called Cornytopia, which is actually something, if you are a parent, well, we need to create media that's going to inspire, educate, and entertain, as well as promote critical thinking, problem solving, and emotional intelligence management. So we're going to create this. We're creating this whole platform. The Discord's already going, as you can see. Discord. Dot .gg is how you get to that. You'll get get your phone ready because in a minute we're going to put a uh, QR code up that you can grab a free NFT we've made for this uh, conference right here. Oh, look, there it is. Uh, so as you're grabbing that, it's a free uh, uh, Founders Cornytopia NFT here from the conference. Yep. We host four shows now. Bad Crypto will be six years. I've put up with you for six years Crazy. Uh, in July. Yeah. And so the Web3 show is a show that Chris Snook and I, uh, he's a co-author that we wrote a book back in 2017. We're doing that show. We're doing all of these shows. And actually, if you get this NFT, that's going to give you access to the Discord so you can actually vote on the chapters as they get written. So we're actually adding utility. And nobody paid anything for any of this so far. So we're just having fun and adding value to communities and rewarding creativity. And now the most exciting part of the presentation is all. We're done. Thank you very much. Oh. Thank you so much, NFT NYC. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy, the nifty show.